Anything Combat with Johnny K. But it's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, wherein we discuss everything mixed martial arts. My name is John Karamaz, and today we're joined by an absolute beast, one of the best kickboxers, Muay Thai fighters to ever live. He's undefeated in one championship. He's holding the belt and lightweight. He's the only lightweight champion in one championship's history, reigning undisputed champion kickboxing and Muay Thai. Please welcome representing Suriname, Regian Ursil. How are you, Regian? Thank you, thank you. I'm good, man. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Um, my first question, I'll ask you a prediction to start off. So, Super Lek versus Rod Tang's a massive fight. What do you think about that fight? Who do you have in that fight? Uh, I give Super Lek the slightly advantage of Rod Tang. I think Super Lek is the smarter fighter in this fight. But I think Roteng is the harder fighter, you know, but I think uh, Superleg will outwork him. Yes, that's my thought. Regian, when I was doing research on you, I found that you watched K1 when you were younger. Who was a fighter there that really inspired you and really shaped your style as a kickboxer? Um, In the early days of the K1, it was... Uh, um, uh, Ernesto Hust and uh, uh, Jerome Lebanet and Badrari. Um And in the later stages, it was Demeli, Tyrus Pong and Gokan Saki. I really, really like uh, Badahari. Great pick. Um, Menshikov only lasted 46 seconds with you. Um, were you surprised that the fight was so short? Um, yes, I was surprised. Um, I had in my mind that I would KO him, um, not in a, like a specific way, but I knew I would KO him, but not that quickly. And yeah, I think when the punch connected, I thought he would get up and we just gonna fight a hard fight, you know, but he couldn't like recovery, recover very fast. So yeah, I got, I was surprised. Yes. One fighter that you worked with was Ang La. Um, Sung, I always stuff up his name, sorry. Um, what was that like first meeting him? Where did you meet him? And then second of all, what was that like training with such a, a good champion in the sport? Yeah, so I got uh, invited by uh, Super Seminars to give a seminar um, on the cruise ship uh, together with four other legends and Ang La Sang was one of them. Um, I met him on the, on the ship. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, very humble. Um, we had like some good conversations also, and uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, we even did like a pet session with each other, and uh, yeah, I man, just uh, mixed martial arts artists that like uh, uh, sharing uh, knowledge with each other, you know. So yeah, it was it was good. It was good. What's your wrestling and jiu-jitsu like? My wrestling and jiu-jitsu is, yeah, you can say a white belt. <laughs> but I can I can defend myself. Uh, my father is a, is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So uh, um, I trained it like for one year, one and a half year. Um, but I think my main focus, uh, like it, it opened my mind like, okay, 
it's fun, you know, to do it, but that's this is not my passion, you know, it's not my love. My love is in at, at kickboxing, like stand up fights, you know. So, yeah, the thought to do MMA was there, you know, and uh, yeah, I started practicing Jiu Jitsu, of course, but it was it's fun, it's fun, I like it. When did you learn English? Because your English is very good. <laughs> I learned English uh, on school, but it was not as good as it is now. But, you know, during the time you're fighting, you're traveling all around the world um, and you want to communicate with people, you know, so you have to you have to, to learn English. And I think during the years, my English get, got better and better and better. Yeah. Can you take us through the mixed fighting championship tournament? Like, what was that story like, and how did you feel when you originally won it? Um, so the mixed fight tournament was, I think, six years ago, five years ago, maybe. But it was a tournament, and the winner, um, the winner of the tournament, could fight for the belt. You know, the world world title belt of mixed fight. Um, the tournament was a four man tournament. I was in it. Um, the first fight was against uh, Marco Pletschbergen, I think, if I have his last name correct. He was from uh, Austria. Um, I KO'd him in the second round. Um, then my I, I go to the final. Um, my opponent for, for the final was Sergey Brown. He's now a, a glory fighter. Um, he had the first fight. He had like uh, three hard rounds, so he was uh, he was battered, you know. Um, uh, and in the final, um, we fought. He broke he broke my nose uh, <laughs> the first thirty seconds, I think, <laughs> and the blood like came out, you know. And I was like, shit, the referee is gonna stop it, you know, because there was too much blood coming out from my nose. So I knew, like, I have to be very sharp. Um, I, I had to KO him quick because the ref is going to stop it. And I think uh, 20 or 30 seconds later, I KO him with uh, a liver punch. Yes. So uh, I was very happy with a broken nose. <laughs> and I could uh, continue to, the, to fight the, the champ uh, a couple months later. Yes. What's the worst injury you've ever suffered? You just said that broken nose. Do you have anything uh, else? Yes, I broke my right foot twice. I broke one rib. Um, I broke my left hand in my last fight. Um, and I broke my nose three times. And yeah, that's it. But the worst injury that I ever had, I think it was the first time that I broke my foot. I was an amateur fighter. Uh, I, I uh, in the fight I kicked full power uh, through his leg, but uh, he saw it coming. He lifted his knee up, and I kicked with my foot full on his knee. I felt it in the in the fight, but it was not that worse, you know. Uh, I continued the fight, and I won on points. I got back home. Uh, couldn't barely walk. Um, then I, I just like, okay, we will look tomorrow. Maybe it get better tomorrow, you know. I fell asleep. And then in the middle of the night, <laughs> I woke up, man, 
from the pain, you know, I start crying, you know, without noise because I was sleeping with my parents and didn't want to bother my parents, you know, but I wake up and I start crying of the pain, man. It felt like my heart was in my right foot, you know, like my feet was like, only thing is I had to work the next day, you know, and I was, I did, how do you say, tapping bears in the football stadium. So I told my boss, like, listen, I cannot walk, you know, so I'm going to, going to, stand on the tap you know and tapping bears all the time because i cannot walk then with my stupid ass i thought like okay um we will look tomorrow and then tomorrow if if it's you know then i came home my father looked at me he said listen if you can't walk tomorrow because tomorrow I, at school he said i bring you to the hospital then the, the day after i couldn't walk either so my dad said okay we skip school i bring you to the hospital okay we go to the hospital we take a picture and the doctor said to me, like, I'm surprised that you can walk, you know, because your foot is broken on two places. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the story. But the pain that I felt then, I think I was 17. Yeah, I was 70 years. I think it was the worst pain that I ever felt in my life. One of the worst. <laughs> Reg- yeah. Regian, that is, that is insane. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you defend the kickboxing title. You defend the Muay Thai title. You're switching between the two sports. How how's that switch for you mentally? Do you find it difficult to um, compete in both sports, like back to back, or do you have to do you do you see no problem doing it? No, I have no problem by switching sports back to back to defend the titles. For me, is is um, I like it. You know, it sounds strange, but I like it. You know, it's, it it brings like. Uh, a challenge for me also um i have two two titles and uh, i hope i can defend them uh, for a long time you know and uh, yeah i like the switch you know first muay thai then maybe the second the se- my uh, next fight will be kickboxing and then the next fight will be muay thai again you know and i like both sports you know um, especially uh, with kickboxing we, we fight with 10 ounce, ounce gloves and in the Muay Thai four rounds, you know, so it's the whole different game. And of course, with, with the, the Muay Thai, you have the cleans and the elbows. So, yeah, I like the, I like the, how do you say? Um, Sw- like switching between the two? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I read one championship was thinking of doing either Muay Thai or <clears throat> they were planning on doing either a Muay Thai or kickboxing open weight tournament where yeah. anyone could join in a particular weight bracket. Would you enjoy fighting a heavyweight? <laughs> I don't think I will enjoy fighting a heavyweight. So, <laughs> so no, I don't think I would be like, uh, if they ask me, would you go, would you, will you fight for the tournament? I probably won't, I'm going to say no. I mean, money is good, you know, but money is not everything. Your health is, is more important than, I think, any money of the world. So, yeah, me fighting heavyweight, no, nah, man, I don't think so. <laughs> you spoke about health. Do you do any sauna or ice bath work? Um, no. Um, the fun thing is I bought, one month ago, I bought an ice bed for me at home, but I didn't use it yet. <laughs> so, uh, but I think... I will gonna use it when I have an upcoming fight. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna start with the ice bed. 
sauna I did before, before one championship, um, for losing weight. Um, but yeah, we have since we have the hydration test in one championship, you cannot use sauna. You can, but it's yeah, it's not good for your body, you know. So I prefer to to lose the weight naturally, you know, and start way before uh, the fight to 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 do the weight cut. There's a kickboxer that I really like, uh, Takuru Championship just uh, offered him a uh, contract and I, th I think he's accepted and they're sorting it out right now. Uh, you're the expert. What do you think about his skill level and how does he perform in one championship's vision? His skill level is very good. He's very technical. Um, the only thing is, um, you know, one championship is a different organization. Um if I'm right, he only fought like in Japan and maybe twice or three times outside of Japan. So I think it will be like not a shock, but um, it will be a lot for his mind uh, to consume, you know, if you're going to fight outside of Japan, especially, um, uh, especially with a lot of fans, you know, cheering for you, but also cheering for your opponent because in his weight class you have very famous fighters so the pressure will become on him also you know and uh, but skill wise i think he can beat almost everyone yes but it's the mind the mind you know is the most important thing there's one up-and-comer fighter that i actually interviewed really nice kid Johan Ghazali, he's like 16 or 17 in Muay Thai in one championship. Have you heard of him? And if yeah. so, what do you think of his fight style? I saw one fight when he knocked the guy out with with one punch. Um, I think he's from Malaysia. Malaysia, oh. correct. Yeah, Malaysia. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I heard of him. He's uh, <laughs> so young and then perform on such a big stage. is is pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, I want your prediction for Superbon Tawanchai. How do you see that fight going? Who do you have in that fight? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, and they are fighting with four ounce gloves. Full Muay Thai. Tawanchai is a salpah fighter. Superbon not. Superbon is very good with his kicks. Tamashai also, he's very powerful kicks. Um, for me, I think personally, 50-50. For that fight, I just want to see a very good technical fight, you know. Uh, yeah, I think 50-50. I cannot say who's going to win or who's going to lose. I cannot say. <laughs> I just hope to see a very technic good technical fight. Regian, let's say one championship knocks on your door and they say, listen, you've beaten every single contender. We're, we can't have you in 170. You're ruining all these guys. We want you to go to 185. And they set up a tournament. Would you fight in this division? If so, would you try and become a two-division champion? Um, 185, how much kilogram is that? Do you know that? 83.9. Ah, okay, just one, yeah, one weight class, I think, higher. Um, if the offer is good, then I would consider it, definitely going to consider it, yes. Uh, no more weight cut for me then. 
Um, Anything for the money. Yes, yes. Um, go up on weight uh, because my walk around weight is is around eighty two, eighty three. So, and that means I'm gonna be the the guy that's more faster, not more powerful, but faster. Um, and in the past, I already fought like heavier, not that heavy, but I already fought like twice or three times on eighty kilos, and I was also the faster guy. So. Yeah, I would uh, definitely consider if they uh, brought up the offer, but I don't think there are like very more 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 active fighters on that weight class now in one championship. So I'm curious uh, if they come with the offer, who the opponent will be. But yes, I'm definitely gonna consider it. Yes. <laughs> would you pick speed over power? Yes, I would pick speed over power. Yes, speed also power. Um, and I think you have to fight smart if you are uh, the faster fighter. Yeah. How much MMA do you watch? Um, yeah, what, on a monthly basis or? Um, like, do you watch the UFC and the One Championship MMA events or, or no? Yeah, not all UFC cars, but like the big ones, you know, with the heavy, especially the heavyweights, because I like to watch the heavyweights, but also the 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 lightweights. Um, but yeah, I think almost every big event of the UFC I rewatch, and every big event of one championship I watch. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I want to ask you, I like that one championship does those mixed rules fight that you do the first round in kickboxing or Muay Thai and then goes into MMA and, and yeah. does the four rounds. I, I think that's wonderful. Let's say they offered you Leon Edwards from the UFC current welterweight champion. He's 170, you're 170. What happens if they do a mixed rules fight between you two? First round kickboxing, second round MMA. Uh, what do you think about this fight? Who do you see winning? Ah, uh, I think I would KO in the first round. <laughs> yes. I love that. Why, why? Why do you think you would knock him out? Because my pressure is diff different, you know. And I am a stand-up fighter, and I know what I'm talking about. Um, he will focus on other things. Other little things, you know, that he because he's an MMA fighter, so he's gonna look different to my stand-up game, um, and I would be fucked if I if he survived the first round. I think, <laughs> but yeah, I would KO him in the very first round. Yeah. How much swimming do you do? Uh, once a week. Once a week. With a professional swim teacher. <laughs> Who's your professional swim teacher? Uh, his name is Faisal. He did. Uh, uh, he was a professional swimmer back in his days. He's old now. He's <laughs> almost grandpa. But uh, he he teaches me very good skills and also um, my conditioning. I. So he's the reason, he's one of the reasons that my conditioning is so good. Yeah, that I would okay. say. <laughs> okay, there you go. There yeah. you go. You got it. Yeah. Honest question, Regian, enlighten me. 
if if you you're holding the kickboxing belt and you're holding the Muay Thai belt right now, don't yeah. you feel like that kind of like holds the division up only a little bit? Like I know it's not your fault that you keep winning, but like you can't fight that you can, two people can fight more than one person. Of course, that's the point I'm making. So yeah, yeah. do you think the divisions held up just a little bit, or would you disagree? Um, I would disagree. You know why? There are not so many fighters in my division. If you look at the at the featherweight division, you know, I think one championship here have like fifteen or twenty fighters. You know, um, but if you look at my division, you have uh, what you can count them on two hands. Uh, the top five, maybe on one hand. So, you know, I wouldn't say I I hold up the division. Um, yeah, so no, I don't think so. But also, it's it's up to one championship also because um, it's now more than one day year that I didn't defend my kickboxing belt, and I think also because they introduced the Friday fight nights, you know, at the full Muay Thai events. Mm, so they are they are like this year they are focusing more on the Muay Thai, but uh, no, I don't think I hold up the division totally not. When did they start those Lupini Stadium uh, Friday Night Fight cards? I really like those. Um, do you think they're helping the sport, like helping one championship uh, build their roster? Yeah, they start the Friday Fight Nights uh, in, in January. Uh, January 2023, yes. And they do the, they're going to do it the whole year. Um, and I think it evolved the sport. Um yeah, it is, and also for the fans, you know, they can watch Friday. They can watch on Friday, you know, every Friday they can watch hard Muay Thai fights because you're gonna see some definitely gonna see some knockouts. Um, and yeah, it evolved the sport also, and also it's good, it's good for the fighters. They want championship give them a platform to to perform, you know, and it's yeah, it's good. For your Division 170, you just said that there's not that many contenders or not enough. What do they do to correct that? Should they be purchasing people from, like, Glory Kickboxing or elsewhere? Like, what do you think is going to happen that um, more contenders come into one championship so you can have, a, you know, more opponents? No, I, I'm I'm happy with, with the current state of, of the of the division right now. Um one championship do their best, you know, as as you saw they, they attract more fighters. i I fight um uh, only new guys um uh, because I cleared out the division, you know, and they do their best to find good opponents for me and um I think in the future the division will be more stacked. Um, especially uh, when they bring the new guys, okay, they lose from me, but I think if they get a couple of wins again, they can fight me again, and then yeah, we will see. Maybe they're gonna be better, and we will see better fights. Who's a contender that you see right now in your division that you have your eyes on that you're most um, that you're thinking most likely? will be in the position to rematch you or to fight you right now? In my division, I think nobody. <laughs> you know why? Because um, everybody lost from me, you know? And I think you have to deserve um, 
to fight the champion again and not after one win you gonna say like hey i want a rematch no it doesn't work like that you know um i think after two or three wins you can say like okay um you know you have three wins now you can fight the champion but not you lose from me you fight one fight you win and then you want to rematch again it doesn't work like that you know it's not that easy so yeah I've got a UFC question for you. So, John Jones versus Stipe Miocic is happening at the end of the year. Who do you have in that fight? Why? And um, who's your favorite? Who's who's who do you favor? Like, who do you like more between the two fighters? Yeah, uh, of course, John Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, why John Jones? Um, uh, I watch him on the early days. You know, when he just started. Um, I follow his his path, you know. Uh, became the youngest light heavyweight world champion of the UFC. Uh, defended it, I think, four or five times. Then he made some mistakes in his personal life. He got out. Um, you know, everybody's human being. Um, you know, he's a role model, but he's also a human being, you know. And, and humans make mistakes, you know, so... Yeah, and then he got back, you know, to heavyweight. And uh, I think he's too smart for Stipe. Um, but uh, Stipe was also champion, and he's heavyweight, you know. And um, a fight is a fight. A fight can be full of surprises. So I will be not surprised if Stipe do something crazy, you know, or, you know. Um, but I hope John Jones gonna win. <laughs> Why should I go to Suriname? Why? Because it's a country with uh, very lovely people, very good food. You will enjoy the food. Um, uh, you can. We have mountains. We have the forest we have rivers um we have the jungle um yeah man just go on google tip suriname and you will see it <laughs> and then you have um, to go you have to experience by yourself i'll be taking a plane so uh what food you spoke about just the the um the cuisine of Suriname, the the restaurants, the food. What type of food do you enjoy from Suriname cuisine? Wow, I enjoy almost all types of food. It's yeah, <laughs> it's too much to name. Um, but for me, I like. Can you uh, name the one that your that your that, can you name your family's dish? My family's dish. Um, I can name it, but I cannot explain how they make it and what's inside. <laughs> That's, a... <laughs> That's okay. Tell me. Is that... Tell me what it is. Um, it, it, the name is Pom. Um, they make it from, uh, 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 you know, a big carrot um, that grows in on, on the ground. Um, and they mesh, mesh it, you know, and then... Um, they put all, uh, they put like 
uh, chicken inside they put all the spices inside and then just they do it in the oven and then I think after one hour this is done and then you you can just eat it you know you can also put it on your sandwich um, yeah man it's very nice <laughs> where are you originally from in Suriname um, just the, the the capital Paramaribo I was born in the capital Paramaribo and grew up also in the capital is both sides of your family from Suriname or is one side um, come from elsewhere um, this is the funny story uh, my biological dad is from Venezuela and my mother is from Suriname but I don't really know my biological dad um, and my mother got married with uh, my dad. <laughs> he, uh, how do you say he? Uh, yeah, he's Tell my me. father. He grew up. He, he, he he's 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 your stepfather, but not your actual father. Yeah, he's my stepfather, but I don't see him as my stepfather, you know, because he was there okay. all the time. So, yeah, and he's also from Suriname. So, yeah, man. It's my dad. <laughs> I want your prediction for uh, Fabricio Andrade versus Jonathan Haggerty. Right, <laughs> dude, yeah. dude, come on. You need to pick winners every single time I ask you. You say to me, you say to me, I can't pick a winner. I like them both. I know you like them both. That's the point. Yes. The point is yeah. we need to pick a winner. It's hard, but we do it. Damn. Um... Uh, you know, this this fight has like a story behind, you know, that's my personal story. But I think from a lot of fighters, Fabio's MMA, MMA guy, you know, he represents the MMA world. <laughs> All true, he was a kickboxer. He's, I think he started with kickboxing, kickboxing. So now he's representing the MMA world. So for us, it's going to be like, us kickboxers going to be like a shock when he he wins from Haggerty, but for me not because I really like Fabio and um, I like his fighting style, you know. And from for Haggerty, he is the Muay Thai world champion, and to lose from an MMA MMA fighter, you know, will be like also a shock. But it would be like I really like Haggerty, also his fighting style. For me, it would be also a shock if he wins from Fabio because Fabio is a very tough opponent and I think he really likes to fight, you know, also with the four-ounce gloves. So, um, <laughs> this is hard, but I will go for Fabio. Yes. Good Outro, man. Outro Hegarty. I think his fighter queue will be... Uh, more than Fabio, but I think Fabio's heart, you know, will win the fight, I think. Yeah. One fighter I really like, but it but used to be so angry was Bada Hari. Um, <laughs> how did how did he influence your kickboxing style? And did you watch um his K one um like his come up in the K one and all the times where he was like fighting people backstage? Yes, um, I watched all of that, of course, um, and I really like his aggression, you know, especially in his fights. Not uh, 
not before his fights or after his fights, but <laughs> but in his fights, I really like his his aggression, and I think that triggered me also because you know when I fight, I have the same feeling, but I like contain the ag- aggression, you know, and I believe when you fight, you have like a bubble of aggression, you know, and you have to put little little air out of the bubble and not this you know not explode because if you explode you're gonna make mistakes but i really like his fighting style and yeah i i was thinking when i watched it like hey i want to fight also like that you know like with passion and aggression so yeah what do you think about bare knuckle boxing and a fighter mike perry he's doing well in in the sport right now (laughs) well bare knuckle boxing have I have my respect to that kind of guys, you know, that fight like bare hands. Um, it's like a brutal sport because almost each time they gonna have a cut or they open some something or you know they gonna swall swelling faces. But um, yeah, I I. It's not that I really like the sports, but sometimes when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to f- know how that's going to feel, you know, to get like a punch from a bare knuckle fight- fighter. But, yeah. But the Mike Perry is, is uh, I don't really follow him, but I know his nose is like very flat. <laughs> and uh, if, I think he fought the uh, MVP, right? Michael Fitch. He, he fought Mike, yes. Michael Fitch. Yes. Yes. Right. So yeah, he's he's very tough. He's very tough fighter. Let's say one championship says to you, "Listen, bare knuckles popular. We need to make money. Um, we're setting up a lethway division in 170, and you need a you let- need to fight in the tournament tonight. Um, <laughs> lethway. Yes, lethway. Um, how would you perform in this? And uh, what do you think about that uh, rule set? How do I perform with this? And what was the other question? How would you do in this rule set? Wow, that way is where you can only win a knockout, right? Knockout, headbutts allowed. Um, and if you get knocked out, we'll give you sw- uh, smelling salts so you can get back up. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, if I have no choice, I'm, I'm gonna fight, right? So if they say, yeah, you have to, you have to fight tonight, let me, then I, I will adjust and, and <laughs> try to knock the guy out, you know. But uh, I think I will be have trouble with the headbutts. But uh, have you ever yeah. thrown a headbutt? No, never, <laughs> never, <laughs> no, 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 only elbows, only elbows. <laughs> What's your favorite elbow variation? I like the tomahawk. Yeah, I think um, my favorite is the 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 reverse tomahawk. You know, the the uppercut that you do like this. You know. Oh, that's, that's sick. That's my favorite. Yes, couldn't use it yet, but uh, yeah, you're gonna definitely gonna see it when I have the chance to do it. <laughs> Um, if you had to pick one, who would you say is your favorite MMA fighter? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, wow. I think I have two favorite MMA fighters. Uh, 
John Jones for his technical performance and his like executions in the cage. <laughs> and then you have like uh then I have like Conor McGregor, but that's that's because he's he's talking in the past then he was talking about his fights in a way that people everyone gonna look you know to his fight because they want to see if he really gonna do the things that he's gonna say or if, if he's gonna fail you know and that also like attracts a lot of people and i think the way that he promotes his fights um is a little bit example um besides the bad stuff that he's saying you know what is really also an example uh for me also all true i'm not a talker <laughs> but i like the way he's doing it you know of he he's did it you know so yeah yeah but for number one john <laughs> um yeah i i said like all true i'm not a talker but i think the way that that he do it or do, uh, did it you know uh is like example for many fighters uh besides the bad stuff that he he saying you know about some opponents but um yeah still you have the saying you know if people talk about you if it's bad or good people still talk about you you know and that's the goal you know and yeah sometimes it's good but sometimes not but yeah <laughs> mcgregor did a lot of law of attraction work have you ever looked yeah. into this and have you ever predicted a finish before you went out there and and did it no i never looked looked at this like to do it like uh uh to trash talk you know uh, it's not my way of of fighting i prefer like the uh, respectful way um almost not saying anything and let my fist do the talking but i uh, reggie um, <clears throat> it's um the law of attraction have you ever heard of this no the law it's of like it's, yeah it's like it's like if you tell the world if you tell the world what you want it will be it will be given to you and what mcgregor would do is before the fights he would predict how he would finish the fight and then when he got into the fight and he would finish them that way he would explain his prediction so have you ever looked into something like this and have you ever done something like that oh yeah the love attraction yeah um i i yes i have um me personally i never say it that loud um if you ask my trainers they know because i tell my trainers what i'm going to do you know before the fight even start you know when i'm in the locker room or like uh, after the weigh-ins or after the stand down and tell my trainers like listen he's going to get ko you know not that specific detail like i'm going to say like oh, in the second round a good ko no um but i tell myself and my trainers and in my in my uh second last fight against sinsamut i told the the fans also like hey i'm going to ko your guy you know because he he was fighting in thailand in his home time so i tell, tell the people like for the thai fans i'm going to ko your guy you know so yes i uh, do believe in the law of attraction right yes the yeah. law of yeah yes 
I like your masks. When are we going to see you in full costume? <laughs> well, you're going to see me in full costume. Well, it's before my fights. I put on my fighting shorts, my T-shirt, and then my mask and my Surinamic flag. And then uh, I come dancing to the... To, to the, to the... <laughs> uh, would, we ever see, would we yeah. ever see you... I like, I like the way that your mask looks. Would we ever see that vibe in a full costume kit? Or, or are you not about that? No, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do that. In a full costume, like the per- Persian shoulder, you know, shoulder. No, 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 no. I think I'm just <laughs> gonna wear my fighting shirts and t-shirt, and that's it. Only the mask is uh, is part of it. Yeah. What does it mean to you to represent Suriname? There's not a lot of fighters that come out of your country, but you've achieved the highest of the high in your sport, and you've probably inspired so many more uh, Suriname people to pursue sporting endeavors as well as go into kickboxing, Muay Thai and MMA. Um, your impact your impact will be felt for the next like um, 30, 40 years with everything that you've done. So what does that mean to you and how do you feel representing uh, Suriname? Yeah, to represent Suriname, uh, I feel honored, you know. We are a small country with not a lot of people. I think we have half million people in Suriname. Um, we are former former Dutch colony. Um, our people are very proud people, and um, we had to represent my country. Um, I feel good, you know, because I'm born there; it's in my blood, and um, I get a love from all of the Surinamese people, and I think I inspire also the upcoming fighters in Suriname and I try to give them a push, you know, that they can do it also, you know, to achieve the highest uh, thing in the sport. And for me also, my name is already in the history books and people going to see the Surinamese flag, you know, and they're going to wonder where is that country. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I hope we get like a little bit of a global uh, recognition yeah recognition so that people know who we are and where we are in the world you know (laughs) what countries have you traveled to in the world wow a lot I have traveled to um, three times Russia Um, I think nine times China I traveled to three four times Singapore uh, one time Indonesia, one time the Philippines, one time Malaysia, two times Thailand. Uh, I fought three times in Suriname. I fought five times in the United States of America. Uh, and of course, the Netherlands. Um, and I fought also in Azerbaijan. I fought also in Greece. You fought in Greece. Yes, I fought in Greece. Do you, do you see my surname? Yes, I see Keramidas. Of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I'm I'm an Australian Greek. Sorry, sorry to oh. get you off track, but yeah, like um, that's that's my that's my country. I was going to ask you if if you had travelled to Greece, where'd you go in Greece? Uh, 
a town nearby Athens, I think a half hour drive from Athens. And I don't know the, the name of the town, but it was half hour driving from Athens. Beautiful. Uh, where else in Europe did you say you traveled to? Um, uh, to fight only in uh, uh, Germany and Russia. And oh, uh, Republic, uh, Czech Republic also. I fought in Czech Republic. And um, yeah, I didn't fought like many times in Europe. Yeah, only in the Netherlands, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Um, the Leon fight super middleweight belt was won by you and you defended it like three times. Um, mm -hmm. Can you run us through what was that like? Um, how happy were you to defend that belt? And uh, how much experience did they give you to succeed in one? You mean the Muay Thai uh, title, right? It's, uh, I think I've written down Leon fight super middleweight champion. Is, oh, Lion is that correct? Fight, fight. Yeah, Lion. Like Lion. Lion, not Leon. Yeah, the the when I won the Lion fight title, um, it was my first world title. And it felt great, you know. Uh, for the first time world champion, you accomplish one of your goals, you know, as a fighter. I think every fighter, when they start fighting, they want to become a world champion. And, uh, yeah, I became a world champ. I think I was 23, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, and I had to defend my line fight title. I, I defended it, I think, four times. Uh, and I won all my fights on KO. <laughs> um, and I had defended all the four times in the United States. So, for me, it was... Uh, I really like the United States, you know, the vibe, the food. So for me, it was like paradise. And um, yeah, I was very happy, very happy. <laughs> and oh, and question. the flight fight world title was full Muay Thai. Eh? So I was fighting full Muay Thai all the time. <laughs> Love that. Um, my question is about Suriname again. I'm intrigued. Listen, when I don't know something, I ask questions. Um yeah. Is it, do you speak Portuguese or Spanish or what language are you speaking in Suriname? I have no clue. No, our language is Saranang Tongo. Um, is our local language. It's a mix of English, Dutch, Portuguese and Spanish. What, what English uh, words are in uh, uh, whatever, whatever the language is? Um... What English words? I only know the English words. No, <laughs> just no. <laughs> and um, yeah, we say stuff like "you're welcome," you know, sometimes or "welcome" or um, yeah, little stuff like cell phone, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> what was the hardest fight of your career? It didn't have to be a fight that you lost. It could be a fight that you won, and it could be like mm -hmm. a mental. Um, you know, like mental battle, but what would you say was the hardest fight? Wow. Um, you know what the thing is about telling what's the hardest fights is because every fight have like a, a different uh, uh, kind of, you know, pain or uh, mental thing that you have to go, you know, go through. And I think every opponent has, has their strongest, uh, specific strongest thing, you know, so every fight is, is a, is a difficult, um, like different attributes. 
attribute yes but um yeah i have a couple <laughs> um let me think um i'll give you my top two um yeah, yeah okay on number two is the fight uh, in the tournament in the mixed fight tournament um the guy broke the broke my nose in the in the yeah what i said in the yeah so the that's the the second was uh, um, uh, in the tournament, the mixed fight tournament. Uh, the guy broke my nose in the first 30 seconds of the fight and blood pouring out. And I knew that the ref going to stop it soon. So I need to KO this guy. So I had to dig mentally very deep to uh, search a way to KO him very fast, you know. And I did, I think 30 seconds later, by way of a liver punch. Very hard liver punch. <laughs> um, yeah, so mentally I had to dig deep then with pain in my face because my nose was very bad broken. Uh, and my first, my hardest fight, I think, was in America. My first fight for Lion Fight it was not for the title, but it was like my introduction fight. But I had to fight the uh, uh, lightweight champion of lion fight so i had a very hard weight cut because my weight cost i had to weigh in 72 and a half kilos uh, so i had very hard weight cut that was the first battle i made weight 72 and a half and i was fucked you know i was very skinny uh, and then the next day i had to five fight five hard rounds and I think I'll, because he is a champion, I would lose the fight. Um, and I KO him in the last one and a half minute of the fifth round by way of a high kick. So, yeah, I had to really also dig deep to search for a KO, you know, because my body was like exhausting, you know, uh, because of the weight cut. So, yeah. What was the team like at Situdong uh, Muay Thai? How have they helped you? Um, my team is everything, man. They have me, helped me through almost every situation, you know, uh, in my fighting career, but also in my personal life. Um, they are like my second family. And, um, yeah, you can say the team made me built me and made me to the fighter who I am today. Was Nikki Holskin your best win? Uh, no, I wouldn't say he was my best win, but I think uh, the win over Nikki Holskin put my name on the on the on the map, you know. And uh, because he is very uh, very famous fighter, also here in the Netherlands. And I think many people didn't thought that I would win from him. Yeah, against him. <laughs> One fighter I want to talk to you about, he's from Suriname, is uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Why don't we see more Suriname fighters in MMA? Like, um, what do you think about him? And uh, do you think more Suriname fighters will enter MMA? Um. Yeah, Jacino Rosas, like he is fighting now in the UFC. Um, he is the first Surinamese fighter 
ever that fought in the UFC. Um, a heavyweight is 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 very good. Um, his stand-up game is very good. He has to work still on his ground game, but uh, he KO'd uh, a lot of fighters also. <laughs> um, he's originally he's, he's, he's a kickboxer. Um, and I think um, we don't see a lot of Surinamese fighters doing MMA because it's not like very popular right now in the country. But I think um, I knew uh, because of Jarsinho fighting now in the UFC, they see that it's possible to come there, you know. So I we gonna I think in the next 20, 20 30 years, we're going to see more Sunnamese fighter entering the UFC, I think, yeah. So, Regian, uh, you yeah. haven't lost in seven years or something. Um, how did you yeah. do that? How did I do that? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, the funny thing is, um, every time you step in the ring or cage, you want to win from, from the opponent. And... I succeeded in this seven years, you know, so it's it's like, it's not that I, I wanted to, to stay undefeated this long, but, you know, every time I step in inside the ring or cage, I'm thinking like, listen, I'm, I'm not going to lose against this guy, you know, I want to win, I, I want to uh, keep my belt, you know, as long as possible. And every time I think about that goal and... Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> How long do you want to fight for? Mindset. It's the mindset. Um, I am now thirty years. I think I'll give myself eight more years, and then uh, um, we will look. Then, what's the state of my body and my mind also, and. Um, yeah, maybe I go with retirement or maybe not. Maybe my body is in good shape when I'm 38 and my mind also. And I think, hey, maybe I can go another year or two. But we will see. I'll give myself eight years. Yeah. Final question. You can only pick one, either kickboxing or Muay Thai. If you pick one, the other one's deleted forever. You can never compete in that one and it will never exist. Wow. Yeah, what would you pick? Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, that's a bad question, man. <laughs> I think I will go with uh, Muay Thai. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Reggian, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks or statements that you want to say to the fans at home before we wrap up the podcast today? Um. Yes. Uh, thank you for watching also um, yeah in my last fight I broke my left hand my knuckle um, I recover now very fast um, and I hope I will be back in the ring uh, this year I think at the end of the year so uh, stay tuned follow me on social media and uh, great things will come <laughs> Follow Regian on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys next time. Boom.